It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Lisa Murphy. Hey, so Lisa Murphy, I started doing a uh, started doing a new thing. Started building a new habit, new new thing I built into my daily routine. Oh yeah, what is um, that? Uh, um, so it's uh, it's kind of a, a cold plunge related thing. You heard about cold plunges? You read anything about people doing cold plunges or? Um, I used to work out with a guy who did um, squats under the cold shower every morning. Is that kind of squats under the cold shower? I I haven't started squatting yet, but um, no, like last uh, last spring and then later in the fall, I I real I've done some reading about this. And, you know, it's supposed to what it what it really does is the the cold submersion or the cold water is it it uh, it does. It's supposed to be good for your immune system because it kind of it kind of shocks everything and says, hey, wake up. But it's also it's also supposed to be good for for things like uh, uh, dealing with fear and and, uh, and and just your fight or flight reflex, because it's that it's that shock that's that stimulation to the, the nervous system as a whole. And there was a whole bunch of I mean, you could find pages and pages of stuff it claims to do. And so I thought I'd give it a try and, and, and get rid of a heat rash. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, and it was, you know, I tried it with the with the pool when the when the pool was kind of cold in the in the oh, spring yeah. and the fall. And that was kind of exhilarating. But I've decided to make it a thing. And so I'm, I'm doing it in the shower now until it gets a little bit warm and so every morning you know do the bathroom stuff take the dogs out uh, start the tea and then turn the uh the shower on to the coldest possible setting but there's still water coming out and then get in it for two minutes um oh. and and i'm about uh, a week and a half into this i haven't missed a day yet and it's i don't know maybe it's the placebo effect um but it's delightful yeah. what I said, well, you I mean, feeling not that you were not feeling good, but I'm I, the different. thing I know everything else. If you it just it's I guess the mo, the best part is when it's done. Um, so that that feels good. But I've, I found that that um, my I do this in the morning, but my afternoons are better. I used to get kind of kind of uh, kind of kind of. Uh, uh, OK, so hold on. I'm going to add to this for a second. Hold on. This is real time stuff. So the other day, sure. the other day. I, okay, back up. I'll take, I'll back it up one more. Typically, if I'm going to indulge myself with a, with a bath, with a tub, mm-hmm. it tends to be at night, like a way to kind of calm down before I, you know, go to bed if my mind is racing. And so then, then I, I said, it's been a nighttime ritual, I think is the point I'm trying to make. The other day I woke up feeling just off for no reason other than I was just feeling off. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take a tub in the morning. And I'm not even kidding. 
I think it's the water, whether it's hot water or cold water. I think there is something calming and healing about the water. I had the best day ever. I was productive. I was focused. I didn't get that three o'clock slump. Like, mm. and the only thing that was different was that I allowed myself 20 minutes in the tub before I started my day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, the, there is a, a podcast that I'm listening to this, uh, this podcast, this neurologist guy, I think he, he teaches at Stanford lectures at Stanford. Um, but anyway, he, he's talking about, um, uh, temperature has a lot to do with our, with our sleep and energy cycles it, it, and, uh, being exposed to warm or cold temperatures reset our, our internal clocks. And that could be a part of it too. It, it, it starts that day over, but you know, I, I, I've found, I've been able to stay on task better. Um, again, probably at this point, just placebo effect. I don't know, but I'm going to keep doing it because it's been a fun, it's been a fun experiment. Um, the, the people, people mostly give up on it after trying it because, um, the water is, is really, really cold. And so that's, that's, that's why people find out it doesn't work for them. But I, I, I found, I found that, that just being able to stick with it. it. Can I keep doing it? Well, the sticking with itness, I think that's probably at the end of the day, the, the, the feather in your cap, not that you're yeah. looking for one, but I think that's what it is. And, and to be okay with like, after a month, you're like, you know what? I did this for a month and maybe I'm done and maybe I need to keep doing it. You know, who knows? Yeah, or maybe yeah. So we'll, we'll find out listeners, you know, listen to another 50 episodes for an update. Um, so <laughs> let's get in, let's get into an actual topic. Lisa today's Murphy. topic. I, I, I was thinking the other day about, about loose parts and classroom materials and, uh, and how we, how we, present our environments to to little human children and I started thinking about outside scissors and I, I mentioned outside scissors during a a presentation I was doing and I got I got kind of blank you know the the lab the, the Labrador retriever look that they give you sometimes the head goes to the side and they're kind of they get that curious look I say the RCA dog if anybody is old enough yeah. to get reference like what he hears yeah, his the, 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 the head tilts to the side there's that curious look on the face and and i'm like yeah this the scissors you could you could bring the scissors outside and and kids could do scissor stuff outside i it was the same look i i, I mean there are programs that that haven't realized yet that it's okay to to the, bring the baby dolls outside or have outside <laughs> baby dolls and so i thought maybe we could talk about outside scissors and beyond just kind of changing the location of and materials beyond. changes the experience of the material well i mean yeah scissors like that's why i thought there was a hidden meaning because you know i i i, I was I was like, well, duh, face value, of course there's scissors outside. What, what's he really trying to say here? So um, uh, I don't know if I get that RCA dog face, uh, but when I say things like the blocks go outside and the easel goes outside and you know, baby dolls go outside, um, I, I found that, not that you need to rationalize it, but just talking about the benefits, because I think maybe sometimes people just see the $1,500 that they paid for the blocks, you know, or that, you know, so they don't see that in the sandbox, they're different or on the grass, they're different. Or even if it's a perfectly flat, like deck or driveway that you're building on, um, you get the environmental, right? The wind might come by and knock it down yeah. or the shadow or the sun is moving moving around. Um, one of my favorite stories that I've been telling a lot lately was one time we had the easel outside. It was always outside, but it was like the first time this girl had, had used it. And as she was painting, she looked to her left and she, I noticed that she noticed her shadow right on, mm -hmm. on the asphalt. 
And it was really super awesome. I said nothing, but I noticed that she noticed. After nap, we went back outside, of course, and she went to the easel and she looked to her left and then almost had this look of surprise, like, what? And she looked around and then of course her shadow's on the other side. And she said, Miss Lisa, I moved, but I didn't. <laughs> and I was like, that was the most, like her mind was blown that day. It was awesome. Yeah, so I love the idea of scissors being outside. Um, I, I think we used to have scissors outside. Um, children would like to cut like the the bushes and the shrubbery. They yeah. would cut. Um, we would put spaghetti, cook spaghetti, cook colored spaghetti would be outside in the sensory tub, and they liked to cook that flubber. Flubber that would be suspended was getting getting cut. Um, uh, haircuts. Let's be honest. Haircuts happen inside or outside with scissors, whether you're watching or not. So you know, be mindful. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I thought that maybe something we get into is, is some of the logistics for, for making that, that work. I mean, if you're going to bring blocks outside, maybe not a good idea to bring your $1,500 hardwood maple unit blocks outside, but there are, there are other, there are other modes of blocks that can be brought outside. I mean, just, just having a, a concrete pavers and, and, and boards and that kind of stuff can, can kind we of would bring out the store boxes. Yeah. Cause you could weight them down. We would weight them down or we wouldn't weight them down or we would just pour sand in some of them, you know, and tape them up. And so for the youngers, it would be more than, cause I mean, an empty box is going to go flying, you know, if you're picking it yeah. up, but if you weighed it down a little bit, like it was just enough heavy work for the, for the little guys and, and milk crates are, are blocks. Did you, you say know. liquor store boxes or yeah. Like you get liquor, <laughs> right? Wine store boxes. They have the most boxes. You can go to the liquor store and say, I want some boxes. I thought you were just buying so much liquor that you just happened to have. Oh, no, 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 no. Those no. are what we're in your this recycling how, already. Those days are, those days are over. <laughs> so now I, I roll up and I like ring the bell, like I'm a delivery. I'm like, can I take like all of these boxes <laughs> off your hands, please? And they say, please, by all means. And so you don't bring the good blocks outside. If you, if, if the scissors go a little bit more free range and you bring them outside, you want to, you want to, I mean maybe well, have might, just you might baby step them like if, yeah. if, if you've never brought the, ba the the scissors outside right first of all you need to just make peace right away with the fact that they're going to get lost mm -hmm. so you know if you're going to get all super anal about it either buy more and know that you're going to lose 10 percent of them or or pick a pick a different first baby step but maybe they're all just in a bag and maybe the bag is on a table and when you're done with the scissors put them back in the bag right just some kind of a of a system if that's going to you know make you more comfortable yeah yeah and just you know some 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 system and I'm, I'm i'm big on system some system for you know and and maybe your baby step is okay the the scissors need to stay in this area just so you they're they're a little bit easier to keep an eye on because um i mean the biggest thing you worry about is okay somebody's you don't worry about somebody getting stabbed um although i did stab running, myself. if they're running outside and they're like like okay so here this will circle back to the last episode of some of that direct instruction right so we're going to do something new we're going to have scissors outside and the scissors haven't been outside so we're going to practice how you walk with scissors Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you, you don't, you don't, I'm holding up scissors. You know, you don't walk with the point up at you because if you did trip and fall, you're going to impale yourself. So you're going to walk with the scissors 
pointing down to the ground. So if you trip and fall, you'll poke the grass and not your body, right? And yeah. then when when you hand the scissors to somebody else, you know, you you put the handle to them so they can grab it. Actually, it was interesting. One time I was working with a woman, she was an, an adult. We had scissors out at the workshop and I went to go hand her the scissors. And she said, no, I'm superstitious. Please put the scissors on the table and then I will pick them up. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And then one time I asked, and this was kind of out of my character. I must've been preoccupied with something else. I put the scissors on the workshop table with the, with the point facing towards the audience and a lady got up and flipped them so that the round, the handle was facing the audience. I, I, I think there's a, some scissor superstition that, um, I, are you Googling it right now? <laughs> I, 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 my, that was my first instinct, but I, I, I that, huh, I've never heard yeah, it was, that. It was but interesting. That's... So I, and, and that's typically what I would have done would, I would have put the scissors down with the handle facing the audience, but this time I didn't. And it was just interesting to me that somebody changed mm -hmm. that, um, or yeah. put them on the table. Um, <laughs> Before so I take, so apparently scissor scissor presentation inside or outside matters. I, I think the other thing, if you bring them outside to, to pay attention to is, is just, I mean, you know, your environment, pay attention to where, where the, the off the books hair salon is going to be set up and pay a little bit more attention to that space. And you, cause you know, you know, your environment and you know, your kids. And so you know which kid is most likely to go off in the corner under the slide and offer offer to play beauty haircut. salon and cut everybody's hair um, because that's I mean that's yeah, just the way to manage that because I know how I would handle that now versus how I would have handled it probably thirty years ago because um, how to do me, those things differ? I, well, I'm a lot more relaxed and flexible now, and and also have internalized control of the environment to the point where. Um, I probably wouldn't bring scissors outside unless I was ready to talk to that mama about the four haircuts that got ripped. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you almost, it, it's this weird, it's this weird line. You don't, you don't announce that it's okay if something happens. You don't start yelling about what you don't want to have happen. But if you're going to put scissors in the hands of three and four-year-olds, you need to kind of already make peace with the fact that somebody's going to get a haircut. So yeah. if you don't want to have to deal with somebody getting a haircut, then you need to not be putting scissors outside, you know, where there are hidey holes and under those sandbox and behind the shed where you're not going to be able to see versus maybe scissors inside at the table or at the Play-Doh, you know, where, where you kind of have a right there what's going on, right? It's going to be harder. It's going to be harder to see that underground hair salon inside than it is than it is outside yeah, um, yeah. i i also would say that um and this has always been a pet peeve of mine scissors that they need to work yeah yeah uh, uh not too long ago sam and i did a whole episode on 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 safety scissors and and how they're they they're cut. bullshit if, if, yeah, if they, if they don't cut, they're not scissors. If the they're only thing they cut is Play-Doh, they're not, they're not scissors. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you want, you want real tools. And, and I think the other piece of, of practical outside scissors, this is just a general scissor. You got to lube your scissors once in a while. Get out the, uh, the WD-40, spray some on a rag, wipe down your scissors, especially if they are outside where, where there's more, it's a more moist condition, but that's also going to keep your scissors from getting gummed up. Um, and, and you got to replace your scissors once in a while because scissors do get dull. You either got to replace them or you got to send them to your, your scissor sharpener person. 
Um, because I mean, we should all have a, a, scissor, a scissor sharpener. You can, I did in New York. I don't have yeah. one here, but I had yeah. one in New York. Your knife scissors sharpener can probably handle the yeah. scissors as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and so taking those things, and it, it doesn't have to be scissors. It can be the blocks. It can be the baby dolls. But but taking a thing and putting it in a a slightly different environment, inside or outside, or or just a different part of the classroom, is is again a way to spark a little bit of novelty, a way for kids to see things are. They, they may, may see the thing in a different light because it's in a different space. And so that's going to maybe spark a, a bit of knowledge or interest or something in them that's going to uh, encourage them to use the thing differently, engage with it differently. So it's just a, a way of keeping the environment fresh. What other, what other thing could we play with? Um, reading, reading books outside. <gasps> Lisa Murphy. <laughs> what? Yeah, put a blanket down under the tree, or if even if you don't have a tree, just you know, put sitting down with us some books, and I, I would always put a stump, like a tree stump, out there. A little table, yeah, and and I mean, it's just a, it, it's a delightful provocation, thing. right? That's exactly, it's a provocation, and there might be kids over there reading independently, and somebody says, Miss Lisa, come read this book, and then you know, all of a sudden, the kid that hates circle time, quote unquote, when we're inside, is you know it's like the wolf in, in, uh, dances with wolves. You know, he might be, he might be 40 feet away, but he's a little bit more intrigued and a little bit more engaged. And, and two, I want to circle back to what you said about, um, using the things a little differently. You know, you get that, that master block builder inside, you know, and his, his skills haven't been challenged in a while because he's, you know, horizontal, he's vertical, he's up on a chair, he's building huge old things. And now it's on an unstable, more wavy sandbox. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he's, you know, like, oh shoot, you know, I actually have to think about this right now. I can't just go on, on autopilot here. It's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think bringing the Bringing the sensory stuff outside, um, bringing the- I like that because then you're not worried, right? You bring well, yeah. it inside and, and I don't care who you are, you're distracted by the floor or what we got to sweep up. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And you bring it outside, it's the dirt, right? I, I had to tell somebody the other day, you know, you don't need to bleach the leaves. <laughs> you don't need to do that. It's going to be just fine. We don't need well, to- Well, I mean, someplace yeah. you probably do need to do that. Oh I mean- it's the world we live in, but yeah, yeah, the sensory stuff, the the process art stuff. If you're if you're having a hard time moving into the idea of of always available process art projects, set Start that station outside. upside because that takes care of ninety five percent of the mess problems that that might have been causing you anxiety, and just makes it a little exactly. bit easier. And and then you're when you can embrace those things outside because of the mess factor, it makes it a little bit easier to to tiptoe inside with them when mm -hmm. the when the weather changes or something. And specifically to that, this might seem like totally like hyper specific, but I want to, I want to offer it. If you have a chain link fence, use that as your drying rack, right? Get your little clothespins and use that chain link fence as a place to dry all of those pictures that the kids are going to want to do. Also, um, if once the weather starts to get warm, wherever you are, the pictures are going to dry a lot quicker, which I have found that simply not having to manage wet paintings all day is yeah. sometimes a baby step for somebody like they're dry within five minutes whereas inside it might take all day for those things to dry they're already dry so now they're also going home potentially right away right or getting hung up whatever your routine is with that but you're not you're not taking up real estate inside waiting for stuff to dry it let 
let mother nature take care of that for yeah, you. Yeah, and then you're gonna you're gonna have that one kid that notices that that hey, my paintings used to take two and a half days to dry because I use so much green, and <laughs> and outside they're dry in 15 minutes. That's kind of cool. And now I can make that many more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the change in environment is also a, a, a way to. Well, I mean, it's it's really in some cases a way to bump into STEM ideas. Just the fact sure. that uh, the sun and the moving air dries the paint quicker. Another one that 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 I like is the idea of doing things out of season is a way yeah. to add a little bit of freshment so fresh refreshment to it so if you're someplace where it gets cold in the winter having outdoor water play in in the middle of, of uh, winter when there's snow on the ground is a is a different experience and again something that needs to be supervised because those little fingers and the really if, but so what I do is I start out with like warm real warm sure. water and, and then you have that experience where it it, it it cools off and it gets chilly and then it gets cold and then the next day it's ice and so that's just a, a chance to bump up against uh, the, I, the the properties of water in in, in that that case. And I'm I, I'll admit I might have thrown a couple things into it, knowing it would freeze over. Oh sure, sure, right. yeah, yeah. And and then the other it thing counts. we would do is uh, we would bring for for the especially the the younger infants we would bring large I mean probably fairly big amounts of snow inside mm -hmm. during the winter right. because it's it's harder for the little ones to be out um in in the real cold uh but after a good snow bringing the the snow inside for them to play with and it's just kind of the the juxtaposition of of the juxtaposition of position that that's sure <laughs> i love that word juxtaposition i haven't used that word in a while i gotta blow the dust off that one and so switching switching it up a little bit is is a is a good idea um anything else that fits into this um, well, I mean, we've talked, I think it, it's, it's slightly related is the idea of, of free rate. I mean, the blocks can go to the dramatic play area, uh, being able to free up the, the movement of things in the environment where we, the, and it goes back to everything, the more strict regulated adult controlled rules we have for where stuff is allowed impacts the relationships and the uses kids have for things. And not only the relationship between the children and the things, but the relationships between the adult and the children, right? If we're just hyper-focused on micromanaging the blocks and their location and the dress-up clothes and their location, we're totally missing the point of establishing relationships with the children. Um, I'm also thinking going back to the outside piece is occasionally playing with a what would happen if we didn't go inside? What if everything was outside? And I know um, the closer- Whoa, people, whoa, wait, time right, out. Right. <laughs> you can no, have I meals was, and rest time outside? Shut up, I know. Um, you know, and you think about forest schools and, and I always like to remind people, you don't need to have a forest to take a page and be inspired from the whole forest school movement. But if that's new to you, nature schools and forest schools and, and outdoor kindergartens and do a little bit of homework and Google some of that stuff. And, and uh, you know, we, we get all crazy when it's 55 degrees and oh my God, they're going to freeze to death. And there's some kids who get dropped off at a trailhead you know, every morning and, and some, one of the, one of the videos I watched where the four and five-year-olds walk to the bus stop, take the bus and then get picked up by their kindergarten teacher at the bus. Oh, it was absolutely incredible. But, but, but the thing, well, I like 99 things about that, that video. Um, but I also appreciated how the community started to acknowledge, you know, that these are, they're going to school, right? So we know that these kids, yes, they're young and they're traveling by themselves. Um, which reminds me, I need to watch that. Um, it's a new Netflix thing. Have you heard about that? I'm, I'm talking in real time right now. It's called oh, like, I, I got rid of Netflix. So I probably didn't. 
Okay, so I'll I'll watch it and report back. But there are apparently 15, 20 minute little videos of children as young as three and four, like running errands and doing doing oh. like tasks. And um, oh, it's all got um early childhood people on the, you know, on the Facebook, all the Twitter, because, you know, there's so many of us, they're like, yes. And then, um, you know, the other people I'm not friends with anymore. So all I'm seeing is a lot of real positive, you know, and pictures of these little, little wee ones, like walking to the market and then walking back. And I mean, like, like so many of us, it's like, oh my God, that makes our heart, our heart happy. But anyway, I got off, I got off topic for a little bit, but you know, children are fully capable of doing way more yeah. than we allowed them to do. And, and I think that the outdoor space is just often more, um, I, I think it's, it's more forgiving of their bigness, not that their bigness and largeness needs to be forgiven. That's not what I'm saying, but it's, it's, it makes room literally for what they're needing to do. And, you know, this of course is an easy jump into Angela Hanscom and, and balanced and barefoot and, and Peter Gray and just our emotional health by being outside. So yes, there are things that we can be doing outside. Um, and I want to remind everybody that the simply being outside, whether you have scissors or in an easel or not is crucial to yeah. our children's development. Yeah. And the other, just to, to harken back a, a little bit, um, the, the whole meal snacks outside, again, that cuts out some of the, the pain in the ass bits of mealtime because cleanup is a lot easier. Yeah. Whatever gets dropped on the floor, the squirrels are going to eat later on in the day. And, and, and so you just, it just takes a little bit of stress out of your day. My mom used or to say can, that if you allow it to, if you allow it to, right. Oh, we're not allowed to eat lunch outside. Nah, who said, who told you that? Just go yeah. outside. Find out what and, page that's on. And I would do that. I would do And it was funny. Like they would look at me like I was like some crazy person. And the other kids would see my class. I'm thinking specifically back at one school. We would go outside. We'd eat lunch on a sheet. And then the kids would run around and play on the yard. And guess what? My kids slept. <laughs> Not rocket science. Kids in the room that, that could see out the window to the playground where, you know, you could, you could see them like their face and nose pressed to the glass. Like we want to be in Miss Lisa's glass. You're and like, you know, you're yeah, but why, what's the big deal? And of course, then the teacher like holds and fat, like, no, no, we're not going out there when really, you know, she was maybe just feeling more of, I don't know, challenged or ego or jealous or I don't know, but Did like come in the next day and her, her windows were all covered with uh, construction paper. So that wouldn't have surprised me at all. But yeah, if it was nice outside, I asked my director, right? I'm like, Hey, nobody does this. Can we do this? Like, well, there's no reason why you can't do it. I'm like, well, I'm going to yeah. start doing this. Yeah. Bring it outside. Well, that was hey, also well, so the same school. Oh, sorry. That was also oh, no, the go ahead. Go ahead. where we were told that we weren't allowed to go outside um, in the rain. And so I asked the director, I said, why not? And she's like, because, you know, it's Southern California, people don't have rain gear and it's just easier to keep them inside when it's raining. And I said, so my understanding that if they had rain gear, we could go outside if it's raining, which is rare. But she said, yeah. So I went to Target. It was back when Target was super, super generous with donations. And I said, I need 12 umbrellas, 12 sets of rain boots, 12 galoshes, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, and they gave it to me. And so the next time it rained, all my kids are out there, like looking like little, the, the, the little, you know, the little duck, right. All the <laughs> out there playing in the puddles with their umbrellas and stuff. But how come she gets to go outside? Well, she solved a problem. 
<laughs> they don't melt when they get wet either. Um, and so, I mean, that's the thing. The, the, I guess the only downside is is only there if you make it the downside. It, it, you got to do some planning. You got to do some thinking, and you got to come up with some some systems to make things work. But it, it's it's but eminently doable. And and let's let's point that out, right? So it does take children a long time to get ready to go outside if it's winter time, right? There's mm-hmm. gear. Their gear weighs more than they do. They're rolling around like baby pandas. We're not fans collectively of mixed age groupings. So you've got a room full of two-year-olds. None of them can help each other get ready because none of them can do a zipper. They're all at the mercy of the adult. And it can be very frustrating. Plus the adult, because he or she is potentially aligned with a really, really, really hyper controlling schedule is thinking, we got to hurry up and get out there so we can get back in and then do circle time or have a snack. Whereas if it was a little bit more of a flexible flow to the day, yeah. then of course yeah. it would be nothing and, more important. And, and then you just, you, you build systems that kind of make sense, like uh, no scissors during rough and tumble play. Um, because that's, that's when somebody's likely to, I mean, that that's probably a good kind of guideline to get you through the day. Right? Yeah, you, well, and that's right? probably, that's probably Most true inside as well. Need, I'm not sure why you would need scissors while you're wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a ninja turtle. I'm a ninja. Okay. Hey, listeners, this has been another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. We'll be back with another one really soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Check mark. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.